prospective watchers, followers, commenters, all of the above, first timers. Um, my name is Martina, and this is my lovely co-host, Lisa. And um, for you all that have been keeping up with our series, we are continuing uh, the White Supremacist uh, series that we kicked off probably a month or so ago now. Uh, we have a lot of good videos that we uh, have posted on YouTube, so please check those out um, if you want to watch that before you watch this video. But today we are continuing the discussion around police brutality, but more specifically talking about just policing and like the police state, like how do we get here, you know, given everything that's going on across the country, uh, just wanted to kind of do a deeper dive into just looking at policing in America. And so Lisette, being the wonderful person she is, she's done, done a little digging for us and is going to give us a little overview of just, you know, some of the earlier and even more kind of more of the recent history here uh, around policing. So I kick it over to Lisette to kick us off. Yeah, thanks, Martina. Um, and this is going to be very high level <laughs> overview. I did not do a deep dive into it. I definitely just wanted because uh, one of the things Martina and I chatted about was just, you know, how did this start? Like, how did we get to where we're at today? And it was just one of those things that, as you mentioned, I I'm very much a person that likes to just research a little bit and get some history on things. So I went in and uh, Use Google. Google is your friend. Uh, whenever uh, Martina always says, yeah. Martina always says, Google first and then ask me yeah. for things. So, um, so I went ahead and you know I found a few things. Um, there was a lot of articles, a lot of papers, uh, but I wanted something that was high level. So I found a few YouTube videos and and some documentaries that I just kind of quickly watched and skimmed through. Uh, but one of the things that I think one of the recurring um, subjects that kept coming up was definitely the slave patrols uh, and, and, you know, and making sure that sort of that early policing um, in America looked at, in the South, uh, looked at making sure that slaves didn't leave their plantations, making sure that they stayed in line. And, and then even after, um, you know, slaves were freed, you know, you, you had the 13th Amendment, uh, you know, that said, you know, you, you could be free, um, uh, you're no longer a slave or things like that, unless you're incarcerated. And obviously we, in earlier videos, we talked about how we want to future talk about the incarceration rates and particularly when it comes to black and brown individuals. Uh, so definitely a lot of that, you know, was created around black people, right, in the South and, and making sure that, uh, Black bodies were controlled uh, and sort of, you know, policed, right? And, and doing that. And one of the interesting facts that I read was that almost all white men were required to be, uh, to serve in these patrols. Uh, to me still, like that you, like when you told me that. Yeah. Yeah, because when I, when I heard that, I was like, all like and it didn't go into details as to like who would be exempt or things like that but like if you were a white male you would be you had to serve I think it was like at least a year commitment in the in these patrols and I was like I was like I and then you I took me a second to think about the 
policing system and sort of where it is now I was like of course like if you are a white man that's your history in this country you know if, if your ancestors were here during that time and even coming in like and you like that's the history that you have is you were made and you were sort of socialized to think black bodies are are criminals yeah. you know and I think that's going down and I and and one of the other things that it really looked at in the north primarily was uh, policing uh, in the sense of keeping control like labor. So laborers, laborers and making sure one of the videos, and I don't remember which one it was, said it was really around keeping the poor poor. So the affluent individuals uh wanted to make sure that they could control the poor, which and you know, those that lived in the slum and all those like. And then, you know, you think about, you know, Martina talked about like uh, the poor whites in this country and how sometimes they can uh, be affected by policing. And I was like, so there's history even there when you're a poor white individual. Uh, but then obviously a lot of our poor uh, communities are black and brown. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole history of just policing and really upholding white supremacy in this country. Uh, white supremacy, white affluent individuals, you know, so there's this history that kind of is there. Um, and you, and you, and once, at least for me, like once I saw that and sort of got a little bit more knowledge around it, it just made sense how we are today. Like, how did we get here today? How we still see this? Because I was like, yeah, a lot of the times the police go into this, uh, policing into sort of, you know, black bodies are criminals, like black individuals are, are criminals and what you're thinking of. Uh, so that was just a little bit of history. And I was telling Martina uh, that I, I went on Netflix and I, uh, if you know, uh, the show Patriot, and it had a, uh, an episode, um, I think it was called like Broken Police System or something like, I don't remember the name of it. But, yes. Yeah. And there when a little it talked about um it gave a little bit of the history of policing and whatnot but it really went into more uh training and sort of what police are being trained in uh so i'll just give some really like quick points that i kind of jotted down so if you see me i got my little notes right here uh that i jotted down um and one of the things that i know uh we talk uh, a bit about is de-escalation so why aren't you know, police officers really first attempt is to de-escalate, de-escalate a situation. Well, one of the things, and this was something from 2015, so I don't know if it's changed from then to now, mm -hmm. but the hour spent training in de-escalation for police is eight hours, and that's it. Compared to what you're about to, to say. We're about to say, <laughs> so then the police spent 129 hours training in weapons and fighting. So there's obviously this not balanced training and and why you never see cops de-escalating situations because you're trained more on weapons and and fighting uh and one of the things that it brought up was um warrior training so this idea that um you someone if you're out in the streets it's like a battleground out there someone is out to kill you you have to be ready at all times to defend yourself and your sole purpose is really to make it home alive. And um, 
and that's the mentality like that's why you you rarely see cops hesitate to just shoot even when we talked about here in Chicago Adam Toledo who uh was shot uh as he was turning around his hands like there was no hesitation because cops are being trained to not hesitate if you have if you think you're if you're constantly in this state of everyone around me as a threat you're going to treat whether whether you have the opportunity to hesitate a little bit or you have the opportunity to maybe um really see the situation and, and assess the situation you're not because you're trained to just react like you just are you're going to be you're, if you're triggered whatever you're react, you're just going to react to whatever the threat is um and it was just so fascinating to me to hear that because it's like I always thought it was if you're going to be a police officer you have to protect everyone right like that's the point like you serve and protect that's on every cop car, your fucking car. Yeah. you serve and protect right and but honestly, it's more like now you're just here to maybe you're here to serve and protect, but definitely not black and brown communities. Um, you're here to serve and protect. White I mean, people. white people, well, white well, supremacy up to uphold white to protect white yeah. supremacy, whether you know it or not, because the policing system was created to uphold white supremacy at one point. I mean, at one point it was point blank white supremacy was the whole purpose of policing in this country like we needed to make sure you know that doing that so i think so that's the history i mean that's a little bit no expert here you know i just kind of did some some research and um and i'm happy to put some links uh to some of the videos that i found if you're if you're interested in and in, and in kind of seeing those yourself but if there's there's a lot to to the history of policing uh, that really speaks to what where we're where we are right now and making sure that we do that but I know you know Martina and I want to dig into what I just talked about and sort of just uh, unpack that a little bit and, and really kind of uh, talk through what, what it means and uh, one of the questions that was asked and I think we I think we can dig into that Martina uh, uh, one of the podcasts I saw was from NPR um, and they they were talking about a historian's book and I didn't I forgot to write down the historian's name uh, but they shared a quote from the book uh, and it ended with asking do white people in America still want the police to protect their interest over the rights and dignity and lives of blacks and in too many cases brown indigenous and Asian populations in this country and Martina said, <laughs> I said, yeah, they absolutely do. But this is just me being, uh, you know, a little woman of color here. Uh, mm -hmm. And just thinking that I, I think these are conversations that need to be had. Like white people, you know, y'all got to figure it out. I mean, us others over here, how, how we're normally categorized. I think we already know the answer. But white people, since you caused the problem, you got to figure out what, you know, what you want. Because, and there was something else you touched on too, Lisette, when you were giving your overview uh, about the protect and serve. And I think, I don't know where that stems from. Um, and I think that, that that little saying obviously means different things to different people. But mm -hmm. I think it, 
just going back to the the whole situation with with Adam's family or Adam himself, um, you know, when he you know turned around with his hands up, and I'm just thinking about where what you're talking about the actual fighting training and the and the um, it's warrior mentality. Yeah, that warrior mentality. I was like, you know, right then, you know, when Adam turned around and his hands were up, why couldn't the cop just ask, you know, like turn around, you know, like let me see or something like you know, this instant just wanted to shoot him anyway, even though the young man's hands was up, he might as, you know, people's like, he didn't have the gun on him at that point. But if the cop was still so nervous about it, why did he like, you know, do you still have the gun? He could have shouted out something to him at that moment, because in that instance, like I said, I'm not a cop. I don't know how it feels to be one. I don't want to know how it feels to be one. Uh, but I, to me, I'm thinking from that standpoint, why are you still feel threatened? If you still feel so threatened, you can be like, hey, you still have the gun. Like, let me see, instead of just shooting him and killing him. But kind of going back to what you're saying, cops are not trained that way. They're not trained right. to be able to just de-escalate and assess the situation, although it seems like they would be. Because right. most times when people call the cops, I don't think most of the time people are thinking that this is going to be a shootout. <laughs> Yeah, people call the cops for small shit. Like I, I think you know, no, please don't get me wrong. There, you know, enormous amount of crimes that happen, which the police are a part of. But like, I, I guess because I've never called the police, I don't, I don't know. I'm just assuming that I think when people call the police, just like, hey, people playing their music too loud, or like, I don't know what the situation is because I've never called the police. I don't know. But to me, it's just thinking like, if a police officer is trained to hurt people first and not assess the situation, um, then like, what is their use? This is not, you know, World War II. It could be. I think, I do think some sort of revolution is coming, but it's not the Civil War or like what, so, cause a lot of this just doesn't apply anymore. These sort of hard tactics and the fact that the police officers and the trainings and whomever the powers that be are still uh, implementing this sort of training. They are continuing to, to continuing to perpetuate the situation. So when we so when people are talking about defunding the police, and people right. I've seen it on different videos and comments, and people are like, well, do we really want to take away cops' guns? Like it, they at the end of the day still need the gun, but it's that type of mentality because there are countries across the world that don't even have guns. And they were like, well, those countries are different than the United States. Yes. Yeah. They have implemented different systems into mm -hmm. play instead of carrying guns around all the time and shooting people. So that mm -hmm. same system here, you say it may not work. It may not work because you continue to perpetuate that it won't work because you're still giving yeah. roles to cops to protect and serve whom I don't know. Uh, but you still have this, you know, you're still implementing that it's okay to kill people. Of course, yeah. if you're still, if the people that be and those in charge are still saying it's okay for this to happen, of course, society is going to feel the same way because you're not preaching anything different. You're still saying, well, we got to protect our streets. They need guns. Well, why do they need guns? Because it's dangerous out there. Well, why is it dangerous out there? You know, so it's like, it's, it's just this, this cycle over and over again. And yeah, as we always say, you know, change is not going to happen unless you change the system. So one officer going to jail or multiple officers going to jail, 
that what is that really? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's great Derek went to jail. He should have gone to jail. Yeah. And all, and all the rest of them too. Just look internally, look okay. inward. Then you can really start changing the systems, and that way everybody can be safe—the cops and the people out here on the street. Uh, but that's not the way that people look at it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. No, I think um, you made me think about something that always has bothered me about police uh, in general is this idea that they are above the law. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, even the smallest things, like one of, one of the things that I, that I completely hate is when I see a cop run a stop sign just because they can. Mm -hmm. Or they think that they can like it's it's like they're the right to do so when it's like you are supposed to be the model citizen in this situation you are supposed to make that complete stop and then go ahead unless there is an emergency that requires you to just blow through everything great but when and i think it goes back to the system right the, the system allows people that go into becoming cops to think that they are above others Right, you have this supremacy uh, thing, and 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 it obvious to me. It comes back to like this whole white supremacy thing. Like we are better than you, mm -hmm. so we get to do what we want and not have to follow the same rules that you do. And they have so many protections. Right, there's been protections against consequences. This is why you rarely see cops being pr prosecuted because there's so many protections before you can even have consequences for it. And I was like, so if you're not even held to the same standard that we, that everybody else in this country of making a, making a complete stop, making sure, you know, not running red lights. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen cops flash their lights just so that they can just go run through, through run through the light. And then you just see them, you know, mm -hmm. drive normal because there was no emergency, like, you know, for the most part, like I sometimes maybe they were and then they were called off, but for the most part, they just run their lights and run their red light and off, you know, and then they just drive. And it's that idea that if you can't even be held to the same standards that we are to to follow the rules, that you're not above the law, then if and then you're being trained to think that everyone's a threat. And I believe some cities or maybe there's a city or two that have banned this like warrior training um but it doesn't mean that it's not available for cops to take on their own time like there's still and even like a un like one some of the the things that i watched talked about police unions and how much power police unions have and and really how much they protect uh cops and and things like that and you know a union is meant to do that but sometimes it can get in the way of actual uh accountability a lot of unions get in the way <laughs> accountability so accountability okay. and, and and the need for real consequences and the need to really hold people accountable and and that's like the one thing when it, to me like one of my biggest things that just makes me mad is when i it's just, it's just like, why can't you just stop? Like, just stop at stop sign and then go like the rest of us because you are no better than me. My taxes pay your salary. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, you're, I mean, if we look at- And you probably make more money than them. I know I do. <laughs> Some of them. Now, I ain't talking about the detective and the sheriff and all but that. I mean, but it's the thing of like, you're, <laughs> you are no better than me. Yet they instill this fear on a 
in a lot of us. Like in our last video, yeah. we talked about how I don't want to cross paths with a cop. Mm-mm. Never. Like I don't want way. to be stopped. I don't. Uh-uh. I always make sure all of my my lights are working in my car. Like I don't want to risk. And then I hate when people say like, "Oh, well, if you ain't doing nothing, they ain't got no reason to bother you." See, you mm-hmm. have never lived through anything. Mm-hmm. You probably never had a cousin been kicked in the stomach or taken out of their house or Lord forbid something worse. You probably have never gone through anything, Susie. Yep. I mean, you don't understand. And that's and that's her reality. That's your reality. That's, because yeah, that's the reality. Protecting and serving you, you are absolutely right. If you're not if you're not doing anything, they're not gonna bother you. Because police system started off protecting white people. White people and they still are it was established. Yeah. It was established to, up. I mean, established to uphold white supremacy. I mean, that's yeah, that's, it. that's what it was, and and it continued. I mean, you, you, I mean, it, one of the the documentaries I saw talked about you know when the slaves were freed, you know, you, you, the South came up with black codes, you know, all these things that black like, and if you broke one of them police like and obviously we we hurt we we know the history people would make up stories would make up you know things just so that black bodies would be punished mm-hmm. you know and and you have this whole idea that you know white men had to serve in some of these patrols and and that idea that white people could punish you at any moment in time you know whether they were a patrol or not and you know and unfortunately, there's a lot of white people who still feel that they have the right to, I mean, we saw it happen. Yeah. You know, you're out running and someone just take it on their hands to go after you because they thought you were, you didn't belong in the neighborhood. And it's like, white people continue to uphold these things mm-hmm. uh, that were historically for them. And they don't, it doesn't matter because it's so ingrained in the fabric of who they are that it's scary when you think about it. And that's why, as a society here in the United States, we we are not going to get anywhere if people are like, well, police officers need to be carrying guns. Well, yeah, with, with your type of attitude, then yeah, they will continue to carry guns and, yeah. and, and continue to brutalize other people for no reason at all or for little to nothing and yep. shoot people for just what they think they might have. Like, to me, I think that's so bizarre. And the fact that you were telling me before we started shooting about, like, you can't sue cops, or at least I don't know if that's, um, a st- like, if that's a state-regulated or if that's federally-regulated, not right. sure. But to me, that's so ridiculous. For what? Why can't I sue a cop? He or she or they are not better than me. They, they can sue me, but I can't sue them. For what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was something about how they're sort of like um what were they saying like it had to be like established that you know a cop had already been successfully sued before you can like but if proceed. they ha- but if you can't sue them how they go exactly so there, it's, there's never that precedent <laughs> no around it that you can't so it never happens um i don't know if that's changed because when i saw uh I think this episode was from like 2019, which I don't think it's changed from 2019 to no, today. Probably like been that's done. not, we're not talking about like this episode came out 20 years ago or something. Right. This is uh, the, yeah, two years ago, and and it's just to me, 
oh they equated I was trying to figure out what the 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 equation was like you know how you graduate college and if you've never had a job you know when you're trying to you're interviewing they're like well you need experience but you're like well I need the job so that I can get experience the same thing with like suing like well we need something to happen so that we can have that there and established but no you know for the most part people aren't you know and and it was and it's just fascinating to me that there are people out here who who really just believe everything that they that they believe the cops or the system that is policing is just it's for everyone that it you know it's it's just it's just some bad apples as, as we hear all the time but it's like well it, no because it's the system the bad know? apple is the system like the it's it's all of it like it's the whole you know the whole tree has to go and you have to plant a whole new one you got you got to plant a whole field a whole field of new ones and you need to have different voices help help you know be planting and 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 watering and all these like there's all these things that need to happen and and the same could be said of a lot of systems in this country uh that that need that same approach um this is but, like you pay way more than police officers need to be changed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Love needs to be changed. Yes. But it's just to me, you know, it goes back to the the idea of you need to be held accountable, right? And and and, and we uh with Derek Chauvin, people were like, okay, that's one step toward accountability. Uh, but the fact is you can't be held accountable under the current system you can't be fully held accountable because not everyone is recording every single cop out here you know there, there's you know and and even with body cams you know cops can cover their body cams oh, they you, can turn it off they turn it off they can say it's malfunctioning and yeah all these things and it's not being held accountable for it so they can turn it off and say oh i lost it i mean it doesn't you work know, you know and and the thing that sucks is that you know, cops might be able to see these videos before they get into public, right? So they're they're able to make up their stories if they wanted to. We've seen it. They sort of, you know, before videos were really out there, you know, cops would make up, would collude and like collude and be like, okay, we need to just figure out, our, get our own, our story right and make sure that we look like we were in the right and they were in the wrong. And that's historical, right? Like, hey, we're gonna make up a story we're going to make up our own sort of narrative and that'll be the truth because we're cops and we're always right. We're always in the right. And we have the full power of our unions, even our, even our government, even our politicians, yeah. you know, stupid. They're, they're going to protect us, you know, and we see it. I mean, we see it here in Chicago, how much money went into the police department that came in from COVID-19 uh, support. Like for the and it's like, oh, it went to the police department. It's like, we again. Any effect. Like, we like we won't see any changes. It's, it's just like millions of dollars wasted. You might yep. as well throw that at like a stripper and you would have gotten money and you would have got a better time. You would have got a hell of a better time. You throwing it at, you ain't gonna get, we ain't gonna see no results. Okay. If anything, we, we'll just see worse results than what yeah. we have. Ain't nothing. It's nothing. And the fact to me, it's just like, I kind of lost my train of thought with this. So I'm gonna let you go back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back. I, you threw me, I, you threw me off, my team. 
I got heat talking about the strip. I'm just saying. And I have I have mad respect for strippers. That's 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 no shade at all. I have mad respect. Uh-huh. Do your thing. I, that's what I'm saying. Um, yes. I, love I think I mean no, it goes back right to the, the what I was saying around even and we talk about like you can throw money into a lot of problems, you can throw money into a lot of different areas, but if the system is only working to uphold in this instant white supremacy, that doesn't matter how much money you throw into the police system. Because you're not changing the rules at all. It goes back to what you and I have said before, like the system isn't broken. It's working the way it's supposed to be. And we hear a lot of experts say that like nothing's really broken. It's working the way it is. I'm like, I was like, but you need to sort of like again, you have to dismantle that. You, if a house is completely just in shambles and the foundation is just crumbling and there's no saving the home, you gotta demolish that whole thing and start and start from you know the ground up again. And it's the same thing here. Like it doesn't you can you can throw money in there and you can say, well, we're we're gonna do this new training, we're gonna do this new thing, but you're just adding a training you're not taking anything away you're just adding something but i'm like no you need to just defund that whole defund demolish abolish whatever you want to call whatever the fuck they want to call whatever the fuck you got to call it to make yourself feel better whatever but But you need to start from the ground up again yeah they need to start the thing is it's like we're never going to get anywhere because again you expecting and i don't know who is maybe maybe it's us black and brown people we keep expecting something new but ain't nothing changed because it's all still the same like it's working it's working for the for the white people it's supposed to because they're there mm-hmm. are poor uh white uh brothers and sisters out there too who are treated like shit as well so we don't yep. for them because the system ain't working for them either but if you're uh-huh. and wealthy white it's it's working exactly the way it's, it's supposed to be. You're being served and protected. Yes, you are. You got Susie. So that's why for you, when you see a cop, of course, if, if you're minding your own business, they're going to leave that's you. That's why you're not afraid to flag you're down the afraid. cop. And you're not afraid to call them. You're not afraid at all. Mm-hmm. We had an incident uh, where there was a, our my brother triggered our alarm uh, here at the house. And got it fixed but you know they the company called and said like hey is everything okay do you need cops being said now like what's going on i'm like everything's fine whatever shut everything down and i went back to sleep because i was like like 20 minutes later like <laughs> knocking on our door the flashlight's going and and i'm like oh my gosh the cops i pause. it's scary i bet i bet it's so scary i pause and i'm like so scary I was like, I, I'm like, I'm like, you gotta open because they're gonna about to, I don't know. So I like went in and they were nice. They were like, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, we we uh, saw that it was an alert from this home and just wanted us. We just wanted to stop by and make sure that you were okay. You know, I was like, thank you. But my heart you, was just you, you were terrified because you ain't know. You don't I was, know. I was like, I don't. I'm like, are they? I'm like, I don't know what. And it, and it was this thought of like, you know, and it came to my head like. Imagine if the cops had come with my brother out there. Like, it would have been a completely different situation. They would have thought my brother was trying to get in here. Like, and they, they probably, they may not have hesitated. Like, and who, like, and it's that thought because my mom thought, my mom told me that, like, like, I really, you know, they had come when your brother was out there because my brother had to come in and get, like, his boots for work or something. And, it's the whole and it, thing. 
so I'm like the whole thing but it was just the most scariest thing but if if I imagine if I had been white I probably wouldn't have had that reaction no. to the cops no because I would have been like oh they're just here to check in on me or something you know like they're just doing their job I'm over here thinking oh lord just don't let them be like don't let them shoot we just we are in our home on our property i don't know what's going on like i open the door like very little like we have the door and then there's screen doors that screen door i just kind of open it a little bit so i was like i like i know my rights you can't come in here that's yeah this is terrifying but it was just it was one of the moments where i was like i never want to go through that again like when i say i want to avoid the police like i avoid like the plague honey girl and the thing is, you know, people act like, you know, we are just, I mean, the United States is a mess, honey. We are just, a, I mean, we've been a mess for a long time. And it's quite a, quite embarrassing to our friends abroad, but it's really a mess here. And uh, the thing is, it's like, I just don't understand, like, people make this whole thing about changing this law or that law a big thing. Well, what else are we going to do? Yeah. If you don't change, child, I mean, like, laws are written down. We can change them. They don't have to stay the same, honey. That's that's what you know. Modern people do as you grow. You need to uh, reevaluate laws and regulations and procedures for that reason. And the United States is like whomever from Biden on down, from the from the bottom to the top. They just act like they can't change laws. So oh well, this person's gonna get mad. Well, sometimes you know what? People may just have to get mad. They, they might just have to get because like you know always say i'm waiting for the revolution over here now am i going to be actively a part of the revolution i don't know another yet. thing to be seen i might yes now i might be at i might be out there like recording for like perspectives you know we can right record, you know like we'll have, a, we'll have like our, our our mics a little mics our mics out there recording but i'm just like something's gonna have to change they act like it can't change and like yeah. Well, this or that, fuck all that. Because if that's if we keep going back and forth about this about that, y'all just y'all just pussyfooting around and just trying to trying to delay the process. We we are never gonna get anywhere. Something has to change, and this little change of one little thing here and one thing there. Okay, and and it goes back to obviously the representation that we have in our government or lack of representation of people of color in our government and, and those that are continue. I mean, well, you know, too. I mean, we have know, a number of whitewashed people who are people of color and they, they're operating in a white supremacist system. I mean, I know and we're going to, we're going to get there. Like we will hopefully in future episodes, we'll get there. But I think about, uh, a lot, I mean, a lot of Republicans for the most part is Republicans who want to continue upholding white supremacist culture and ideals and and this i this this fear that they have of like you know what's gonna happen you know you you've mentioned it like what what are you afraid of like what are you afraid of if more people of color come into positions of power like like i've heard people say like you are lucky that people of color aren't looking for revenge we just want to have the same rights like we just want equity we just like we just want to be treated the same way as you know as everybody else white people have to suffer for that well then that's the way it is because our people continue to suffer you know and it's like but you know it's definitely something that continues i mean the more we have 
people that operate in white supremacy, because this is the thing, and this is something that I, I think I shared with you, Martina, was I'm not calling all white people white supremacists. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not calling you that. What I am saying is that you operate within systems and environments that uphold white supremacy or white supremacist ideals and culture. We all do. Yeah, Tina and I operate <laughs> professionally and personally in you know in, in white supremacy. Like we all have that. Like we all operate within it. So if we don't dismantle white supremacy, which Martina and I always say is the root cause of everything, you know, like then we can tackle racism. We can't tackle, uh, you know, pay gaps with, you know, like racial, like all these things, we can't tackle it until we tackle the root cause, mm -hmm. which as we have seen and continue to see is this idea that white is better. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and until then, you know, our police systems, our, our government. That's why I'm tired of these one-offs here, this one-off there, like, mm -hmm. Lord, okay, we just gonna have one-offs for like the and like I guess the rest of eternity. We've been having one-offs. They just expect that to work, you know. Thank oh, you. Well, I wrote a bill back in 20, 2042. and oh, okay. Well, it's sort of like, well, let's let's just uh, you know, let's just you know, please this this section of people for a little bit. Let's just yeah. let's just pass this one little thing, and you know, and we'll wait a few years until we tackle anything. You and know, we'll just. Let's just put band-aids into things. Let's just and the fact is that it's still it seems to me it's shitty at the same time that we gotta write bills to give people equity and equality. Like right. that's just not even I remember what I think it was Obama that uh wrote the bill about immigration. It's like so we gotta have bills to give people their rights that are theirs. Like, it's just, to me, it's so crazy because it's like, from, from like, from immigrants to trans to black and brown folks to native, to anybody that's different. <laughs> anybody yeah, that that's isn't white. white. That's not white. We got, you gotta, you gotta yeah. make laws for this shit. And it's like, and it's what needs to be done, but it's also fucked up at the same time. That yeah. people can't just live their lives. They yeah, that you can't view right. That you can't view people as human beings. You can't just view somebody as human beings. And the fact that here in the United States, people worry about other people' business all the time. You worry about everybody. I don't. I personally, I don't have time to worry about your business and mine too. It's too much because I got too much going on. Yeah. But honey, white people, they they just be worrying about everybody. Well, what about the sanctity of marriage? Well, what about our kids? Well, what about this? And what about that? Well, how about you mind your business and you ain't got to worry about any of that? You just stay in your lane and they'll stay in their lane because that's what most people who are different or considered others want. They ain't trying to revolutionize much. They just trying to live their lives. Yeah. And they can't do that. I mean, this is a whole this is a whole other conversation we can have because we can look even at particularly what's considered Western countries that go into what people consider third world countries and try to sort of help them or whatever support, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a whole history. When you think about Central and South America and how much the United States has sort of intervened or made themselves part of their history and yep. trying to dismantle or whatever or in some cases support some dictators most and you know and it's like like 
the idea that a lot of Western countries, a lot of white men, have caused other countries to just collapse because it they weren't minding their own business and they were concerned that you know they just wanted to pillage these countries for all that they have because you know that's what colonizers do like yeah i mean it's that fake facade that they like care about we care about society you know they don't give it's that fake facade that old like white man's burden type of shit mm-hmm. can nobody tell you go worry about everybody's business bob don't worry about people's business. Worry about your own business. Don't yeah. worry about what's going on in a country that ain't got nothing to do with you. And the thing is with, like, people, you know, particularly India right now. Mm. Now, mm. what America needs to be doing is trying to figure out how they can help that country. Yes. That's what they need to be doing. And stop trying to get in country's business. So when America needs to intervene and really help the citizens of mm. another country, they don't do it. But oh. when they want to take their oil or... Oh, yeah. A lord else or make some sort of international agreement for something oh honey they all we need to collaborate we need we got, to we got, okay we need you know or to put this dictator in power so they can have more access to resources in another country america is all for it but when they need to help countries in need they they do they do <laughs> they go off screen that's exactly it Turn off the camera, go on mute. Camera. They they gone. They gone. Cause they don't they don't generally care. America's and that's the thing too, like going back to the vaccine. We've been talking about people's like, oh, America's pushing out the vaccine number one across the across the world. Yes, because they like, we don't give a shit about the people who live here. We give a shit about this economy. Okay. We don't give a shit. We need people to go back to work. We We need need to go back to work. Okay. We need to uphold this capitalism. We need need everybody back to work. We need kids in school. We need people in offices so we can continue to support capitalism. And it doesn't matter the cost. Doesn't matter the cost of human life. Human life, what? We don't give a shit about our citizens. We just want to make money. Because the affluent white people in this country aren't affected by this pandemic. They're not. They're out. They're out there enjoying their lives. Yeah. Yeah, you know, while the rest of us have to deal with the fallout, deal with it. So that's why America's pushing out the vaccine more than any other country because they just care about money. That's it. That's the only reason they don't give a shit about us. They never will. But that's the way that the whites have set it up. That's yeah. It's working according to their plan. It's working. working. I mean, and and to sort of maybe close out sort of this episode um and and sort of like you know when we talk about what we started with the police the policing system in this country you know it's like you said it's working the way it's supposed to be and until people are willing to really call call it out what it is and what it's upholding and white supremacy we're going to continue having these conversations of you know, well, we just need to retrain or we just need to, you know, put in some more money or, you know, things like that. Or we need to bring in social workers and like behavioral. And I'm like, oh, yes. I was like, we don't need to do that. Like, I think it's great that you, we definitely need more mental health resources. We need all of that. We need trained professionals, but don't bring them into this environment as it is right now because it's not going to work. You know, the way that the police system is right now, if you were to bring in, you know, whether it's therapists or, 
people that are trained to de-escalate, like it's not going to work because the system is not set up for it to, to really support that to be successful. Like let's re like, and they've tried to do that. They've tried to bring in social work experts and like, they need to get training. Yes. That mental health training should be a part of the curriculum. Once you tear it down, Um, be a part of this brand new curriculum, but you're trying to bring them in. Once that system ain't set up for them to care about humans like that. So they're not going to. What I would love to see is a group of diverse thought leaders and community individuals come together and form what this new police system should be, mm-hmm. should look like, what it, what it should be, what it should have, how it should operate, all of this. Because you you got to do the work you got to you can't just dismantle and not have anything in place that's going to replace it so how like we need to do that in tandem you got to create that that plan and what that's going to look like and make sure you have as many different voices around that table that are going to inform this Mm -hmm. while you're then you can once you have that and you've done it you can start dismantling the system you start and then you could put this new sort of thing and you start with like one city see how it goes like I know you can't do it across the board you just it's it'd be crazy for me to say dismantle all police things and and you know at the same time because they well they can't do that because of the system that they've created it would be anarchy probably was like yeah it would be and I was like but if you can start in one city and start there and then see how it, like and again you gotta pilot it like i don't know if it's gonna work like you that's the only way we're gonna know but if nobody starts it and nobody does it yeah because we can keep talking about defunding the, the fucking police for 20 more years and that's and that's what it's looking like because ain't nothing happening so yeah and i'm like but the minute you can if you can proactively have people creating this plan this sort of like this is what we're gonna do and this is how we're gonna execute this was gonna be training this is where the money's gonna be coming from this is what we're gonna allocate blah 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 all of those things that come into that planning process and then you have that execution and implementation and you're tearing things down and you're retraining and you're gonna lose cops there's gonna be cops that aren't gonna want to be and it's okay they shouldn't be in this they shouldn't be in it don't worry if they don't if they don't want change then they're part of the problem and they shouldn't be part of it. They shouldn't be part of it. Yeah. And and people need to start acting. Don't get me wrong. I know this is easier said than done. Everything Mm -hmm. that is worth worth having is is that way. But don't act like it can't be done. Don't just act like, I don't know what to do, what to start. You got experts in almost every fucking field we could imagine. Every field. Okay. It's not, yes, it's hard, but don't act like it's that damn hard. Because mm-hmm. when the government and the police officers or whomever these powers that be, when they want something done, they oh. get it done. So don't say it can't be done. And don't say how hard it is. Because it's just as hard as anything else. So that's not a fucking excuse. Just put on your fucking thinking caps. Get these experts in the room. Figure this shit out. And if that's not the way you want to go about it, then figure something else out. But you got to start somewhere. Don't keep bitching about us. Well, we're saying, well, no, it, it's never going to work. I mean, they're still trying to get accountability offices. Like, no, I don't need accountability offices in any local city government. I need people to come in, make a plan of what this new yeah. police system will look like and what those new trainings 
Yes. I, and you you got to figure out how you're going to work with these unions, right? And like, you, well, unions are a big part of it. So, you, you, yeah, and, you know, but so you know, it's like you, you have to, but like you've said before, change is going to come one way or another. And it can either be done in a collaborative sort of environment or we're, or we're just going to, or people are going to take it into their own hands and figure it out. Yeah. You know, and I'm really hoping, I mean, I'm the optimist. I'm, I'm like, I really would love to see the collaborative part of things and see how that goes. But I don't know if it'll be a possibility if there aren't people willing to just jump in and do the work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm a mixture of uh, 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 optimist and a realist. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I keep it real. I'm just, I'm the person I got to see to believe, honey. So I just yeah. like, they just need to, I mean, you got to start somewhere because when they wanted to colonize other countries, you figure that out, okay? <laughs> you figured it out. So figure out what you're going to do about this, you know? And I think that's a great way for us to wrap up this episode. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know there's a lot, there's a lot more to unpack uh, yeah. and we definitely hope to do so in the future. We definitely want to bring some, experts into for them to give their perspectives uh on what on what needs to be i'd love to ask them like what would a a new police system look like in this country i think that's a question that i'd be curious to kind of hear uh some responses that i really haven't heard anybody say anything around that right all i've heard is defund the police abolish the police but nobody ever says what does what does that mean what does that mean or what is it going to look like i've heard people say community policing what what's community policing because community policing is different for everybody and you need to have grandma and grandpa out there trying to you gotta have you gotta standardize this you know there's you know there's things some things can't be standardized this is one of those things that really is standardized across the country the policing system and you know i don't think you get rid of it completely but you definitely need to change it. But, you know, if y'all have any thoughts or, you know, please share them with us, any questions, you know, like I said, this is something that we'll continue exploring in future episodes and then seeing what what others have to say. And as we kind of get more, uh, we develop our perspective a little bit more, you know, in, in other aspects, you know, definitely are are wanting to hear from you and, and hear your your perspective and what you think about uh, this police system and what it means. Whether you agree with us or not, you know, you can disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just ask for you to be kind and respectful um, if you're going to comment, if you're going to disagree, because we definitely are all about having a dialogue uh, around this. Well, I echo everything the said. So, Thank you all again for tuning in. Remember, we are now uh, on Spotify and iTunes as well. So you can now listen to our great voices as you're, I don't know, driving in the car. You know, I don't know, having a relaxing evening. I don't know if you want to hear me yell, like, "Ah," but hey, some people, you know, each their own. But thank you again for watching. Please comment, uh, like, you know, you know, communicate with us. We we are open. Yes, please. Uh, open to hearing your suggestions, feedback, or, you know, it doesn't have to be all, y'all are great. It can be some, you know, rebuttal in there, but just, you know, yes. keep it nice. Uh, so until next time, we are out and talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.